Hello, dear listeners. The uh, Sorcerer here. I wanted to give a, well, to say a quick hello and also to apologize. Um, I think there are a couple times throughout the podcast that I forget to cite sources and forget to say where I get some of my information from. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Lon Milo Duquette. Um, I'm reading his book, uh, Understanding the Thoth Tarot. So if there are, are any quotes that sound or any things that I say that sound way too inspired or way too well put together, it was probably Lon and I forgot to mention his name. So going forth, I'm going to do my best <laughs> and try to remember. Uh, the Witch's Brew does tend to cast a forgetfulness spell upon my brain. Um, so uh, I wanted to apologize for any uh, mistakes there, any, uh, you know, uh, uncredited appreciation and the like. Anyway, back to a regularly scheduled program. Bye bye. Welcome to the Sorcerer and Magician Podcast. Greetings from the Magician. Greetings from the Sorcerer. An esoteric podcast on. Uh, what's esoteric mean? Hey. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Doing all right. It's been a while. It has been a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The last podcast we just edited was six months ago. From six months ago, yes. Mm-hmm. You okay? Let's... Speaking of podcasts, that's right. Where, where are we? We are in the pits of hell, and tonight, yes, dear listener, mm-hmm. we're talking about those spectacular sevens. In the minor arcana, indeed, and par- how many parts in this series of I the think minor it's a arcana? Fourteen part series. That's we have. right. Yes, yes. Can't sneak anything past you. Uh, actually, lots of things. With that, let's do it. Come on, cheers, my brother. Cheers. Oh yeah. So yes, as the magician has stated, we are on the sevens in our fourteen part series of the Minor Arcana. Yeah, part seven of that series. Yeah, I believe lucky sevens. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna have much luck today, though. Yeah, sevens have a very mixed message. Well, let's discuss them, shall we? Okay. So, starting with um, uh, cards laid out in front of us, we'll talk about the wands first. Sounds good. In our honorable Yod-Hey-Vod-Hey. Yeah. Uh, way. With our fire, water, air, and earth. Earth. Welcome to it. Um, so, uh, the seven of whites in my... Seven of whites. Seven of whites. The oh, seven boy. of wands. Oh, boy. See what I said? <laughs> The Seven of Wands in the Golden Universal Tarot before me, which is a Rider White style deck, uh, depicts a gentleman wearing armor, uh, black armor, and enrobed in kind of a red kind of shawlish looking thing. Yeah, yeah. And he is wielding a wand. And in the foreground are one, two, three, four, five, six other wands, bringing the total to seven. And he's kind of like bearing down on the wands that are being thrust upon him he... oh sorry it's just kind of uh, imagining a paladin in full plate or a blackguard in full plate yeah and he's lost every other weapon save for a quarterstaff <laughs> and... luckily that happened to six other people yeah. and he's clearly has the high ground here so um you know he's in an obi-wan kind of situation uh and looking at the tarot of the new vision which is kind of a Reversal of this, we see the back of this gentleman wielding a wand, a staff, and this picture is more like the original Rider White. He's just a guy wearing kind of like a green tunic. He's got some kind of reddish leggings, some simple brown boots. One of them is taller than the other. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, And we can see the six other people uh, bearing against him none of them seem to have happy faces there's kind of a conflict hanging out here and in whatever language this is the word for wand is stabby <laughs> it's stabby stab 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 uh, or batons or bastoni mm-hmm. so anyway well before i 
shame yet another language. Um, what kind of wands do you have in front of you, my dear sorcerer? So, uh, with the soft deck, I have actually kind of a mirror image of the sixes. And if, well, hopefully you've been listening to them in order, and it hasn't been several months, but <laughs> the sixes, the six of wands, had three wands on each side kind of interlaced with That's kind of right. a diamond form in the middle. This, this kind of balance and harmony with symbols of kind of a winged solar disc with snakes and uh, bird-like uh, wands and lotus wands. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't quite remember. Interlaced. And then overlaid on top is a a broken club-like looking figure. Laid on top of it. It seems very out of place. It seems to bring everything kind of off balance and yet, or strengthening. It's an interesting juxtaposition. Also, I have a planetary symbol of Mars and then a zodiological symbol of Leo. Leo. On there. Uh, I get a kind of a purpley background. Lots of kind of, I don't, I don't know, dark colors. Hmm. Dark and the, the wands are just so bright and red and orange and yellow, just burning. Yeah, and the club itself looks uh, kind of like um, if you took a bamboo shoot and were kind of breaking it at the knots mm-hmm. there, but also kind of made of lava, <laughs> kind of bubbling up. Yeah. It's, it's burning. Uh, in my Tarot of the Sephiroth, again, I have, again, Mars and Leo. But in this kind of green circle, I have six wands flaming and then a giant-ass club in the middle yep. on fire, separating this this harmony of of three and three. It's not about the size of the club. True, but that one could... That's 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 at least a D8. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. The other ones are definitely D4s. Yeah. And then in my uh, golden tarot, I have seven wands in a fiery background. Beautiful. Yeah. Pretty much. So the Seven of Wands, we have a lot of imagery and background to do this. Oh, by the way, what is the name of the um, the Seven of Wands in the Thoth deck? Oh, yes. Valor. 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 Yes. Interesting. So I can kind of uh, see a little bit of that in my imagery here and kind of competition or it's rising to a challenge is something valorous. Valorous, <laughs> something of valor. Yes, valor related, right. <laughs> uh, and that's a that's a kind of theme that comes up with me. No, I get that as well. Um, with, with the wands, we do have again fiery energy, and with the sevens themselves, we are in what sphere, my dear magician? Netzach. Yes, we are in victory. We are in Venus. We are in this emerald green kind of beautiful, sensual, pleasure kind of area. Oh my. So many V's. And then coming from the... Consummate V's. Yeah. Coming from the the sixes where we had this balance and this kind of like finally doing it. This duplicity of three we've manifested, we've kind of come forth. This perfect number. We have this kind of unstable factor coming in. True. With your cards, we have this this fighter against... One against six. Yeah. Um, he looks off-balanced. And maybe his shoes, too, as you mentioned earlier, they are <laughs> off-balanced. They yeah. are... He put on the wrong shoe that day because he had to get up and fight. Yeah. He probably had to leave in a hurry. Yeah. He ran on top of this hill and he's like, I ain't going down without a fight. Exactly. Um, so, mentioning Mars and Leo, we do have this very kind of Mars and Aries being this very strong, fighting, warlike deity. And yeah. Leo itself, another fire energy, fire zodiological symbol. They should kind of get along, but there's a little too much kind of machismo. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little. Um, too much fire. Too much vibrato. Too much vibrato. And it's it's causing shaky ground. It's kind of the, in, in my understanding, it's kind of like the general pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Like, just fuck, do it, do it. True. But who's actually going to win this battle? It's going to be individual soldiers. It's going to be individual valor. It's going to be taking that chance. Definitely. And coming from like the six, I ha- sixes, uh, my wand image had a person on a horse mm-hmm. in like clear victory. And now we have a single person, perhaps the same person, who knows, but in this, uh, this kind of confrontation and this, uh, this challenge. So yeah, we, we have 
kind of like a, a more positive thing with the sixes. And you talk about this unbalancing, and it's it's a test. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that we need to overcome. Um, we need to be determined. And I feel well, those are kind of also traits of valor. I think a little bit. Oh, true, true. And yeah, it's this challenge after having achieved so much. We had that stability, some stability with the sixes. I think it's also a warning against complacency. Yeah. And this outside element is now here. I mean, the the, the byproduct of that harmony, right? Possibly, mm-hmm. is causing this this strife. However, it still boils down to the one doing the work, the one fighting. Yeah. Uh, and um, luckily, though, uh, you are in kind of a strong position, I think, when this card comes up. Even though it's not ideal, you do have the high ground, but <laughs> it is one against six. So True, true, true. Um, anything else you'd like to mention? I think here, like, that, that aspect of high ground is kind of alluding to the idea of the individual has to overcome it. It's yeah. not, uh, you do have support, you did have support, mm-hmm. but you still have to support yourself in order to move forward. And even though we're talking about, like, actual people fighting with sticks in this kind of moment, uh, it's, it's also a moment of inner strength. Uh, and I think needing to steel yourself for what is to come is something that might uh, might be represented in the Seven of Wands. Thinking about that line, too, with wands being fire and kind of passions and the spark of mm-hmm. things, if all of your uh, thoughts and desires and passions are kind of in line, you have that kind of harmony, things are working, but there's always that kind of change and that outside influence, that other idea that you could have thought about or that other mm-hmm. idea that was on the back burner that happened to catch fire. <laughs> and how do you deal with that? Yeah, and the negotiation with that other entity or that that conflicting idea Mm -hmm. um, in a negotiation is another kind of thing. Whether negotiating the trouble, negotiating that that new obstacle of some sort. Yes. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Seven of Wands, well, maybe not the most positive card. It definitely offers, I think, uh, some nice insight. Well, going down the line with the other names in the Thoth deck, I think it's the most uh, uplifting one. It's the, <laughs> you got to have faith. You can still do it. That's right. You Stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong. Um, do we talk about readings or we'll go back to that later? Let's go back. Let's go through. After on our journey with the wands, we go into the... The cups. The cups. The chalices. Or the kelchi. Kelcher. Okay. Sorry. Copas. <laughs> Copa Cabana? Indeed. It's a cup cabana. Oh, well, Barry Manilow, thank you very much. So, describing the card <laughs> in front of me now, um, the traditional image on the Rider White cards of the Seven of Cups is pretty trippy. There we see a person, a dude, kind of with a nice, really strong right arm <laughs> in this image on the Golden Universal Tarot. And in front of him is this huge smoky cloud. Mm. And floating in this cloud are seven chalices, each filled with uh, seven different uh, items. One of them has what appears to be a severed head of a woman. um, And the other has a person completely covered in a veil. uh, Female, male, can't really tell. One has a serpent kind of snaking out of it. And below that, there is another kind of serpentine creature, kind of like a dragon or mm-hmm. maybe a uh, wyvern. Uh, next to that, a wreath, a wreath of... They look like laurel, like laurels, laurels yeah. Yeah, kind of like uh, Caesar would have mm-hmm. in his hair. And then another is filled with just jewels and gems and golden baubles. And the other is a small castle, but maybe it's just in your mind. So yeah, this castle on top of a very tall, rocky keep. Um, And that's about it. In the opposite version, with the Tarot of the New Vision, we see all those items again, uh, and we see the person looking up at them, uh, this this guy. Uh, The guy becomes a lot younger. He has much more scrawny arms than the guy (laughs) down there. And behind him are two lassies, two ladies... One of them has her hands clasped in hope, just like, 
ooh, I hope he picks the right one, or something like that. And the other one has her hands over her eyes, like she's playing peekaboo, and she's actually opening up so that she can just barely look through, but clearly not having a good time. We have two opposite kind of reactions to what this guy's doing, which I, I think is pretty neat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at. With me, what, um, at? what you got? Starting with the the Gauss cannon, the Gauss cannon, the uh, <laughs> the Thoth deck, the Seven of Cups is hard to look at. Yeah, it's not friendly. Um, I do have a I do have the uh, planet Venus, and I have the zodiological symbol of Scorpio underneath it, mm-hmm. which you think would be a happy pair, sexy, sexy. Hey, hey. Uh, on this image, there are a lot of putrid green kind of um, rot and... Nurgle. <laughs> yeah. Just putrescence and uh, just disgusting discharges. Ooh, yeah, this is... Um, you, yeah. So we have a, a pool of, like, muddled water and green, um, a, kind of a lotus cup coming out, and but the flowers are all upside down. Uh, springing from that we have this kind of veiny uh, root-like network connecting one, two, three, four, five, six, six other cups atop of the, the bottom seventh cup um, dark, drab uh, putrid it's kind of like it looks like it's rotting or there's some kind of I don't even know it's if Silent Hill took a hold of the tarot and the sirens have blasted, then this is what you're getting. Oh my gosh. Um, it's it's gross. It's beautiful and terrifying. It's kind of the, I think those are watercolors or oils maybe, but yeah, yeah it's definitely really melty looking. And everything's rippling, but the, the water droplets themselves are falling, but yet they look like they're crawling back up to the source of this putrescence. I'm not quite sure. It's reciprocal. Um, but the title of the card is Debauch. Debauch. Moving down to the Terror of the Sephiroth, again, similar image of one giant urn, uh, and then reflected on the bottom, mm. with, again, with Venus and Scorpio, lily pads floating in this very kind of putrid green water. Uh, six cubs above it in a kind of halo, or kind of rainbow-esque Only kind five. of bow. Oh, five. Oh, so the, the reflection. Oh, it, it counts as a cup, which indeed, is nice. Indeed, yeah, yeah, thank you. With five cups above it, uh, water going in and out of them. Looks like good water, though. Yeah, it does. I do. The reflection. Nice, nice, nice eye. I, I was looking at that, and I was like, ooh, that's going to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then with my golden tarot, I have seven cups in a river. Yep. It's beautiful. Got some grassy knolls. Yeah, I think it's the Nile. I think it's the Nile, actually. But um, It's not debauch? No. It's denial? Living in denial. Speaking of denial, this cup, this cup that we drank from, these seven, these cups. seven cups are. Yeah, I think denial is. I sorry. Oops, I think denial is definitely a kind of a theme that comes into it. Um, deception, illusion. Yeah, illusion. The mirrored image that the magician so cleverly pointed out. La, 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 la. But uh, yeah, and just reflection, but not. Uh, necessarily in the literal sense of a reflection, but also inner reflection as mm-hmm. well. Um, just a couple of the ideas. And like with kind of more Rider White imagery, we have opportunities, choices, uh, kind of decisions that need to be made carefully and considered. Um, I don't imagine that this person can choose all these cups. It feels like that end of Indiana, Indiana Jones when he has to pick the right Holy Grail so mm. that he can save... His old man. You have um, chosen wisely. That's right. <laughs> and I feel like what these choices represent uh, many different things. You had mentioned earlier in our extensive research cool. about the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Um, some of my research pointed to the fact that each of these seven chalices could represent the seven deadly sins. I uh, possibly... I can debauch. see that debauch, yeah. So, with thinking of that too, we have Venus and Scorpio. Scorpio being a very uh, sexy sign. Sexy. Got me in trouble. Anyway, Scorpio, which is also associated with what card? Scorpions. With what card? Wait for it. Scorpio. Scorpio. Um. Oh, wait for it. It's the. 
It's temperance. No. No, not that. Justice. No. Fuck. The one that we drew with the sword, right? No. Um. Uh. The fool. No. The high priestess. No. The magician. It begins with a D. Death? Yes. Devil. Hey, death. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> Scorpio, noon, death. That is the death card. So change. There's a lot of change going on here, but this illusory kind of thing. No, no, um, no. no, no. Venus and Scorpio, yes. Sexy, sexy Venus being with sexy, sexy Scorpio. You think it'd be a great thing, but it's just too much this, sexy. Too much. This it's it's for its own sake. We had too much machismo in the Seven of Wands, yeah. but now we have too much sex cheesmo. <laughs> it's cheesy, um, <laughs> dangerously cheesy. It's <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm so sorry. Um, it's it's just too much. It's it's doing it for its own sake, and there's no value behind it. It's the illusion of sexy. It's the um, you're thought you're hitting it off, and then you feel sick and have to run away kind of mm. feeling. It's one of those kind of uh, Craigslist moments. Oh, oh, getting real. I don't know anything about that. Um, but, uh, I mean, because we had the the kind of abundance of the sixes, and we are now it's a little too much. Yeah, it's a little too much. You kind of have to leave something behind almost by making a choice. Yeah, just getting caught up in the pleasure for its own sake. And mm. another name of the card is the Lord of Illusionary Success. So I think with your Rider White deck, yeah. there's a lot of like, look at all of these things you could have. It's kind of this, and why not? Yeah. It's the whole prosperity gospel bullshit that's being spread. <laughs> like, if you just give me $20 million, then you'll be just fine. And I think the girl, rightly covering her face, is like, mm. this isn't real. This is not true. Mm. This is not true. And the other one, clearly entranced by all of the golden chalices filled with wonders before her. It's not the seduct- seductiveness for you know bringing you in to do and become better. It's just the, I'm entrapping you. Yeah. It's a succubus. And um, with all these choices, with all this abundance, with all these things... Uh, another theme that comes up is, you know, prioritizing, mm-hmm. um, you know, sorting out what matters, what doesn't matter, what is real, what is real, what yeah. is not real. Indeed. Holy shit, that thing's real. It is. Um, so I think those definitely come up as well and with it, but there's too much to look at, at least on my side, there's too much to look at, too many choices to make, too many opportunities and it can also kind of represent being bogged down by too many choices or bogged down by small details. I think, too, with emotions involved being this watery element, yeah. it's this... I could say, what do you think, doubt, maybe? Yeah. Or buying into it, like mm. by, buying into that high. Mm. And Everyone's just surrounded by smoke in my pictures, so you know Snoop Dogg can't be far away. <laughs> well... Having a good time, but the, 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 then the paranoia sets in. And then you start seeing shit. <laughs> <laughs> then, the, then the illusion or the veil is either broken or strengthened. Mm, and that could either put you further mm-hmm. deep in the murky waters of debauch. It's not taking a look at the emotion. It's being caught up and living in it. Yeah, I can, I can see that. It, I feel like confusion and just like... Just being like dazzled by too many things around you, too many choices. It's good to feel good, and it's sometimes people enjoy feeling sick. But when it becomes, excuse me, when it becomes you, then there's the problem. Then you get this red tunic motherfucker being, look at all these cups I have. So <laughs> it's I, I feel like some kind of spirit or evil genie or something is putting them out there. This is like this is a, a, kind of going back to the wands. It's almost like a test. Everyone's getting caught up in it, though. Yeah, and it's it's that uh, almost inner self. It's a lot about the ego. Yeah, so Trying getting to... getting controlled by that emotion and letting it take you over, I think, is what this card might be trying to say. Um, observing that you're feeling and observing that you're having this emotion non-judgmentally is going to push you from that into a more analytical sphere. sphere. And with that analytical sphere, we get into the... Swords. Swords. Analytical sphere. It is severe, though. Yeah, the sevens uh, of sword. The seven of swords is quite an interesting card. Um, So to take a look at the golden universal tarot, I have a dude 
He kind of has a scraggly beard. He's wearing like a blue tunic, hooded tunic, and he is carrying in his hands five swords. Um, one, it doesn't look safe because his hands are right on the blades. It looks like he's making off with the spoils of war after the battle. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he has them. Two are left in the ground, mm-hmm. and he is running. It looks like his one foot is in motion. He's going. And, yeah, behind him, there's kind of like a, a large tent or some kind of structure with lots of stairs, which I think it's like some rich or well-to-do kind of zone. Uh, and he's definitely, it looks like robbing. Maybe, yeah. So we'll, we, can, we can talk about this a bit more. Um, in the uh, Tower of the New Vision, we see the back end of this person, and they are clearly slinking away. He's kind of got like a sly, like, cat step. Oh, he does, but he's looking back. He's looking back. Yeah, he certainly is. He's got five, and his hands are full. Clearly, it's too much for him to carry, but he still has his eyes on the final two remaining there, stuck in the ground. He's like, maybe I could get him. Or, yeah, I don't know. But he is uh, slinking off, and in the distance, we see a large hill with kind of what looks like a sand castle, a hmm. gray sand castle. So those are the swords in front of me. Tell me of your blades. So with mine, and I think this also plays into the imagery of yours, Hmm. with Thothdeck, I have this very brilliant sword Hmm. in the middle. And then six swords on either side with, oh, actually, planetary symbols. Oh, my snap. That I did not notice before. Regardless. Are they all the planets? No, they are not. But some of them are zodiological, some of them are not. I'm not sure. Anyway, I have to do more research, dear listener. Or you can write us an email and tell me about it. (laughs) They won't do that. I know. So I have the moon and I have Aquarius. Blacksmith, we're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) The moon and Aquarius on either side. Again, very light colors, kind of purples and light blues. Aquarius Uh, was... Yeah, very, very kind of... Icy blues. So a uh, giant sword in the middle and then six swords, three on either side, kind of pointing down toward the hilt of this sword. And the title of it is Futility. Futility. So with the image of the two dudes, especially the one looking back, it seems like this futile effort of carrying all of these sharp things. And yeah, that comes up in a lot of the uh, the meanings for me as well. Cool. Moving on to the Terror of the Sephiroth, I have a giant-ass broadsword yeah. in the middle with radiant light emanating from the moon and creating this kind of triangle, two from hilt to tip. Again, Aquarius on the bottom. Um, six swords uh, kind of adjacent to this uh, giant sword in the middle, a scimitar and long sword and other kind of broad-looking swords, are dancing atop of a another long sword. Zweihander. <laughs> Possibly. But uh, the hilt is very small. There's a bunch of different swords. One looks like a scimitar. Yeah, yeah. Got some... Uh, in the clouds. <laughs> in the clouds. And then with my golden tarot, I have seven swords aloft in the heavens. Clouds. Beautiful. Hills in the background. Just actually just very stunning. But I, I actually, <laughs> I love the the style and simplicity of it. It. I feel like I want to play like a card game with those. You know? Yeah, my, my golden tarot. It's the first tarot deck I've ever received, and they are they're beautiful and just very stark. It, well, not stark in the sense of like severe lines, but there's not a lot going on. However, so much can be looked into, and it's anyway very cool. Yeah. So seven swords fly out of the sky. Boom! There they are. What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> You're pregnant. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, kind of just to jump off with the imagery of the guy sneaking away mm-hmm. and the phrase of futility, um, one uh, aspect of the Seven of Swords that comes up is the idea of a doomed plan. Mm. Um, and also carrying a burden of some sort, kind of dishonesty, a lot of things that are around these these thieving idea yeah there's a lot of um a lot of uncertainty with this and i think coming especially from the 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 cups of illusion and emotion you get caught up in it and there i I think it bleeds into this idea of futility like getting caught in a rut or i'm the only one that can handle this hence i guess the wands as well like fighting off six dudes i have my one sword i have my my intellect maybe my wits to try and counteract any 
disharmony that is happening. But I'm still stuck. I can only handle so much at once. Still grasping at straws in a way. Yeah, and yeah, grasping at the straws, kind of jumping back to the cups as well. Just maybe this is a person who wanted more than they could take uh, reasonably, judging by how overburdened he is with all these swords. And maybe it's like, ah, you wanted everything, but you can't have it. And um, some, this is causing a, a setback or a delay. Um, these delaying delays and setbacks, obstacles are also uh, images and meanings that come up uh, from my long research. I think, too, kind of with the moon, which in itself had this kind of illusory kind of quality or looking deep within and kind of an emotional thing. And then we have Aquarius, this very, what elemental sign? Aquarius is air. Yes, an airy kind of quality too. It, it creates this, Woo. yes, it creates this, <laughs> this shaky ground with some balance. Mm. And when you think of swords, swords kind of represent this idea of combatant and wit and will and, and that, well, not necessarily will, but combating and fighting mm-hmm. and in the sphere of Nedzak in its in its kind of meaning being victory you yeah. think there's this kind of this this connection there now grasping at it I think it's the kind of rational mind or over rationalization answering the problem with something that makes you feel better hmm. instead of actually looking at it like I could explain for days why you know the color purple makes me you know, makes everything better. But am I really actually doing that, or am I just trying to convince myself that this is the best thing? I have these five swords in my hands, but I'm still looking back at these other two. Could I actually hold them? I'm already bleeding. What do I? What more do I really need? <laughs> why do I? Why can't I hold all these lines? Yeah, why am I not holding them from the hilt? Anyway, um, <laughs> get a rope. Ah, it would be cut though. Yeah. Get a bag. So, this I think. Get a sheath. Part of this futility is maybe just convincing ourselves instead of actually looking at the problem. And yeah, like with dishonesty and convincing yourself, who are you lying to in that situation? You're trying to convince yourself of something in that sense, but are you being truthful with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And not to turn this thing completely on its head, but another uh, kind of meaning that could be driven from this is an unexpected opportunity. Um, you know, okay. even though futility is, you know, it's not very, doesn't seem very successful. It doesn't seem like success is on the horizon, but it could be that, um, resistance you know, is futile. Resistance is futile. And it could just mean like, well, maybe it's futile what you're doing, but by realizing that you can understand, ah, oh, what I really need to do. You can, you can learn from this. It might be getting caught up in the futility. Right. Like uh, looking at other things, like maybe maybe I do need to drop these other swords to get those better ones. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure in that regard. I I, I think I hear what you're saying. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. But man, I don't know. This dude is stealing some swords. Man. It's it's hard to interpret. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it seems to be kind of even though it, at least the images I'm looking at, it seems very clear. It's like dude, he's stealing stuff. He's running away. But. It, it's uh, it's a lot deeper, but they all seem to be very off balance. <laughs> yeah, definitely, exactly. Like he he's not even like holding them properly, and uh-huh. <laughs> like they're all like jumbled up. Yeah, it's like if you try and pick up I don't even know just some unwieldy objects, and you're just like, what the what do I do here? <laughs> he's got both arms around them. It's a mess. He's got fur on his boots. <laughs> both of them do. What's with the furry boots? Um, he enjoys them? I'm not sure. Anyway, so speaking of furry boots, pentacles. (laughs) Okay. All right. Pentacles. Moving on. Yes. So uh, let's take a look at the seven of pentacle cards. And in front of me in my Golden Universal Tarot deck, I have a person. This person has pretty slamming hair. And a pretty nice, very well-decorated-looking tunic of sorts. And standing vigilantly with a staff. That's wrong. He's going cross-card here. It's You shouldn't have a wand. Um, (laughs) There's no, like, leaves growing out of it, so maybe it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, and he's standing in front of kind of like a bush or some kind of plant. And in the branches, nestled gently, are seven pentacles. And he's just kind of stoically standing, looking off into the distance next to his pentacle bush. Um, the kind of more traditional image, but from the opposite angle, we have a person looking down, has a rake in his hands, and one of the pentacles is at his feet, and the other six are in there. Yo, yeah, get ready for that. Um, and the other six are in this, uh, this <clears throat> I don't know, this ficus. And he's... <laughs> rhubarb. Uh, rhubarb. Rhubarb. And he's got a red uh, tunic on, blah, blah, blah. But most interesting in this one is looking in the distance, we see kind of a specter or some kind of spirit of a young lady who is kind of in front of him. And even though he has this rake and he's looking down, I mean, what is the deal with this spirit floating above him? And just this dejected look looking down clearly in deep thought uh, and considering something as he looks down downtrodden please grab one for me too yes and I will now sit in silence while the sorcerer just kidding alright sorcerer tell me about your pentaculars the pentaculars so I have in the Thoth deck. I love the look of this card. It's really nice. Um, it's, <laughs> it's dark. It's, dark. it's very dark. Darkness. So the seven of discs in the Thoth deck. <sighs> it's kind of a kind of a bush, kind of a plant line structure. Everything is actually. It looks kind of like a reversed. So we have two, four, six, kind of discs mm-hmm. uh, in a pattern three on either side and in the middle we have a seventh one separating the top four um, kind of tree of life-esque kind of reversed possibly mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. maybe not uh, the the hedge that it is in kind of actually looks like if you look at a peacock feather sure um, a little bit but only very very dark and subdued um, there are symbols of bulls and a pair uh, sort of kind of a helmed figure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think fits with, I don't know, we have Saturn and Taurus as symbols on it. The title of the card is Failure. Failure. Which, hey, good job, everybody. <laughs> you tried your best. <laughs> Moving on. In my Terror of the Sephiroth, I have kind of a red field, kind of looking like clay, and a tree growing out of it with seven discs on it, uh, each with a pentagram encased in it. Uh, there's a shovel sta- uh, stabbed into the ground mm-hmm. and I have Saturn and Taurus. It is the only tree that is growing into this barren field. Yeah, definitely barren, all save but this tree. Yep. I guess I, I guess if I look at deeper in my pentacle pictures too, this kind of foliage he has, it's not really all over the place and there are leaves falling on the ground. Yeah. I don't think that's how that grows. <laughs> and then my golden tarot, I have seven discs. Again, similar pattern to yeah. the Thoth deck. Actually. Like, if you look at the sixes in a die, but between the top and second row of pips, mm-hmm. there's another dot in there. Indeed. And, again, just seven discs in a field. This Golden and glorious. Trees in the background. Yeah. Chilling. So, discs. Disc world. Yeah, we are in the more material. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of pent-up feelings don't we yes we do why is that because limited success we are i mean failure i mean i I don't want to call it a complete failure Mm -hmm. he did grow a a pentacle tree but (laughs) if your if your goal was to have a ton yeah you failed so it is a very limited success um and some reward for hard work but yeah, patience is a virtue here. I think coming off of the idea of the sixes and that success and finally getting things moving, like um, just going through with it. Yeah, I'm gonna. this is going to happen. There is that 
unbalancing and then getting caught up in it. There's going to be failure. There's going to be something that has to be learned. Nothing else grew except for this one thing. That's important. Yeah. Why did it grow? Yes. And what can? What did you do there that you didn't do in the rest of your field? <laughs> Maybe that's where an animal took a dump. And I think, <laughs> I think also the idea is warning you not to get caught up in that futility of the sword analytically, and not to get caught up in the failure, but to learn from it. Like, okay, so one tenth of what I was doing succeeded. Why did that one tenth succeed? Yeah, and the thing is, even though it might seem like only a little, it is still a little bit of success and slow and steady. It feels like a first step mm-hmm. kind of situation. I mean, we going back a little bit to, I guess, Nadzak in, in Venus. We have this kind of this, this this you know beauty and this dreamy idea, and we've put it forth. And with the sixes, it has happened. And now in the sevens, there's this unfulfillment and with failure and with this idea of not succeeding we can get caught up and bogged down Mm. saturn here is again a very sort of earthly symbol in that uh, in that regard and with taurus who is also an earthly thing orth welcome to orth we're gygax now and greyhawk but um, (laughs) welcome to orth anyway um with that Saturn is very limiting, and Saturn is very, very strong, so strong thing. Um, and Taurus itself is again bullheaded, if you mm. pun intended. Hey, so kind of beating your head against this wall in this very limiting. Well, beating your head against this wall is causing a lot of problems, and you have to understand your limitations. Or what? What is Saturn trying to teach you in this moment? What are you learning? Like, okay, so most of the parameters of exper- experimentation have failed. However, this one part did succeed. Right, but Sorry. hitting your head against a wall over and over again or continually trying to do the same thing, that is the, you know... It's the futility of the swords. It, it is, and it is failure exactly. But with failure... Uh, comes new options. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you failed at something, you're definitely going to have to try something new. And we always learn from failure. Failure is the greatest teacher, <laughs> I believe it is said. Uh, but it's so true. Uh, it's too real. Too real. But with these new options, we also need to weigh our options. Because where we find failure down one route, there may be success somewhere else. But unfortunately... When this comes up, uh, failure is the result. So this limited to success and be patient. Uh, patience is going to be needed in order to overcome this m- most likely momentary setback. True. And going off of this kind of unbalancing effect, like none of these other trees have grown. However, this tree happened to produce seven seeds. Seven gold coins. Seven gold coins. But those <laughs> seeds and coins we can then plant and begin again. Continue I forward. want to plant money and have just a money tree grow. Play Animal Crossing. Oh my goodness. That's right. You can do that with <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Dude. Anyway. but So yeah. So, yeah um, I think taking away like your material efforts do produce results. Mm. It may not be exactly what you were looking at. You may have got caught up in the moment. However, results did manifest what you do with that result, I think, is what the sevens are trying to teach you. Yeah, look inside. What is victory without strife? True. There's no way to really actually really overcome it unless there is conflict. You can't have good without the bad. So going in that kind of dualistic and ascending into a non-dualistic idea, this is that. we have to we have to see this as an opportunity in which to move forward. Um, or you could just get you know, hooked in and just think of only your failures and just see ghosts and shit. That's cool. <laughs> That's not cool. I see the magician's been reading my autobiography. No! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want you to know. <laughs> I haven't even written it yet. So, so Those are our cards. Yes. Those are general images and perhaps meaning associated with them. 
Where do we go from here? I ask in all honesty. Uh, yeah, because we've actually been talking quite a lot about um, meanings and such. Hmm. With that, um, well, let's look at let's look at it uh, in a bigger picture. Sure, zoom now. All right, so we do have these kind of elemental associations. We have all these kabbalistic associations as well. Sure, but what does that really mean in the course of an individual? Like when it shows up, not necessarily in a reading. We haven't gotten quite there yet, hey. but. This idea of unbalance, this idea of, I fucking did the work, why am I only getting paid 20 cents? Like, Yeah. Okay, um, kind of in a broader sense then, we think about it, uh, it builds up, six has that stability, and it's just, there's an unknown factor that comes in, or an unexpected factor that comes in, and we have to navigate and deal with this. We have this thing that we were not necessarily expecting whether for good or for bad and if we don't we have to deal with it uh, in some way or another we have to analyze Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, analyzing is uh, a theme here I think so too but in all of them with throwing back at with the sevens uh, seven of swords being very analytical and such we do have futility Mm. I think getting caught up in that analyzation... Analysis paralysis. ...is going to be a problem. That's true. And look at me. I went right to it, right to that analysis. Dagnab it. You caught me in your trap. But but how do you get over that is the thing. Like, watch. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just fucking get wasted and move on. So how do you get over that is a great point. And I think how you get over that is, you know, it's important to think about it, but learn from it. Ah, man, I'm right back to analysis again. Damn it, I'm trapped! I think what you're going for... I'm in the murk. (laughs) The murky. I'm probably going to get in the same trap, but looking at these not independent of each other, I think the sixes taught us, in a lot of ways, this is this harmony, and it being a perfect ideal, perfect number. Yeah, and these... Harmony, stability, education, good news, balance, adaptability. Yeah. Love in the air. And I think the sevens might be showing you that adaptability that, that you actually do need to keep going. Um, it's very, very easy, very comfortable to get caught up in something and to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it. But you do have to move. You do have to move forward. Um, taking this passion, taking this, you know, excess, taking this overanalyzing, and then taking this, it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. Mm. And connecting all of it and moving with that. Mm-hmm. Unjudgmentally looking at it. Don't get bogged down. It happened. Just keep going. Kind of deal. Realize what it's trying to teach you or at least put it on the back burner. And... Don't analyze until you get to the eights. <laughs> <laughs> the eights are also, spoilers to your listener, <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. That's so <laughs> It's so bad. But... Scared a little. I, I think, yes, analyzing, but you do get caught up in this recursive loop of, and then what? Right. And it all boils down to bullshit silliness, which I think is where you need to get. Hmm. And I think, you know, your dudes carrying their swords, and then what? What if I take them? And then what? Maybe I could sell it for more, and then what? I have to go back and get more, but I have these calluses on my hands. Well, actually, I have cuts that will turn into calluses so I can grab more. Boils down to, I'm doing the same fucking thing but, every day. But you can't know the touch of a lady. Because <laughs> your hands are all yucky. Oh god! I'm sorry. Yeah, but in that vein, you get caught up in that recursive loop, mm. and I think the sevens are kind of a warning in that regard. Yeah, I, I see what you mean now. There definitely is. A, it is the loop right there. It's the whirlpool. I think it's the seeing the manifestation, but seeing the manifestation as an illusion. Do I get caught up in that manifestation, or mm. do I see it for what it is? And then move to something higher. Yeah. Potential future. But and easy to go down the dark path. It's being tempted by the dark side. And yeah. just, I made an Anakin reference. I mean, Obi-Wan reference earlier. And he did not have the high ground. Mm-hmm. And look where it landed him. In a bitch-ass suit and... Without arms and legs. Yeah, but... He got thrown into lava. He has an entire Death Star. He's dead. And they have cookies. That was not... That's not canon. It is now. Is it? No. 
Uh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I could have sold him on the dark side, but see, he learned the lesson from the sevens, dear listener. That's right. <laughs> right here, right now, live on the air, months from the day we were recording this. So uh, that's a, I think that's a really that's a good point. And mm. I, li- I like looking at it as a, as a story. Um, I think that'd be fun to do with like all the major arcana or minor arcana is go through the story of it. There is a story there, um, but you have to you have to write it yourself, dear listener. Honestly, um, and that's shitty. But... but we're here to help. Yeah, yeah. And when these cards come up in a reading, when or, or sorry, what do they mean to you, or what kind of meanings do you ascribe to them, or what emotions? Honestly, the sevens don't come up for me too often. Hmm. Um, for a querent, um, I, I'm trying to remember a time that they've come up. I, I guess with that, I've I've tried to express the idea of it being an off balance uh, of getting caught up in something. Um, especially with the wands, it's just too much to handle, but you still have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cups, too many emotions. I'm I'm thinking about them and I'm getting caught up in them, and then that creates a separate emotion. And then in doing so, I overanalyze it with my mind, and that creates I start stabbing myself instead of the opponent. And what happens? I manifest blood on the ground. It will make the grass grow, but it's rotted and dark. Yeah, that's probably what happened with the seven of discs over there. That yeah. lonely Charlie Brown tree is... Mm, that's brutal. Yeah. So, I guess, for me, um, <clears throat> the sevens, they, they do come up from time to time, but I, I I always take the... I often take the imagery of the cards, very literally, and Seven of Wands comes up because I've... A lot of times when I'm thinking about work or stuff like that, the Seven of Wands just... It shows me about that confrontation. One against many. <clears throat> I often have that feeling in a lot of ways. So when that comes up for me, I just the confrontation, competition uh, element of it really uh, speaks to me. There's a challenge that must be faced. As far as the Seven of Chalices is concerned, <clears throat> I like to I like to look at it as more of a positive thing if I can. I like the idea of there are a lot of things I'm going to have to choose in the future, but really after today's discussion and just the illusion and deception that they bring, maybe none of those choices is going to be good, and maybe none of them will help me. And I like the idea of uh, sorting priorities or getting caught up in the details and the minutiae of things. I think so as well. And thinking, I, I kept throwing around the idea of like a perfect number, six being a perfect number. It's the sum of its integers and such like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, and the fives, we also had, well, seven, be, it's being this, this fourth prime, the fourth prime number. It has no other <laughs> integers except for itself and one. <clears throat> it is an anomaly. And that anomaly causes this unbalance but it still exists, and it's still a teaching tool. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I think I feel that. I feel you. I feel like you feel like I'm feelizing right now. Right. <clears throat> as far as what the Seven of Swords represents to me, it does come up, and I just know that's like I gotta do some sneaky shit. I gotta <laughs> do some. I, I gotta look out for number one, and I. You know, unfortunately, dishonesty and so on and so forth. That definitely comes up for me. It's I don't I don't know. Maybe <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's that white lie. Yeah, it's that white lie we tell ourselves. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely, and that becomes a burden mm-hmm. uh, that we have to bear going forward, ideally. But you know, calluses on the hands, touch of a lady, what have you. Uh, as far as seven of pentacles. I don't know. It, I feel like they were more and more difficult to kind of describe as I went along. Which is odd enough, because most of the time we have trouble with these more ephemeral ideas, and then when we get to the more practical, it's easy. But going down the line, it's just harder. Yeah, the, for, for at least for me personally. Uh, if you feel the same way, that's Sigoy. Hmm. But yeah, Seven of Pentacles, it, the, the image of a person looking down just sad, or just next to this bush, it seems like it's nice, 
but if you you know take a look at the bigger picture, it's like no, it's just one. Yeah. It's, see, I, I don't have as much imagery of an empty barren field like you have, which I think does a discredit to to the, uh, what per, I imagine. Perhaps, but you do have two gentlemen who look well, especially in the reversed image, they look a little forlorn. Yeah, they they have a lot on their mind. They're definitely thinking about something and i think that's where the ghost image comes in i in think reverse view yeah i think also with that too it's just it's the only one they're tending they're not tending to the other ones yeah which might yeah. be the problem yeah i could see that um the seven of pentacles being like tending to like a negative feeling or something bad a bad habit that you mm-hmm. just can't let go of or maybe something because it's it's supposed to be more uh physical so I mean, it could be, you know, some kind of, I don't know, like the devil card. I start to think about the devil card a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, it's something that you, you don't have to do. Or there's way more things you can go with, but why are you stuck on this one point? I think. So there's a quote from Crowley with the Seven of Wands. It's kind of like, oh, no, no, it wasn't the Seven of Wands. I can't it was remember. the Cups, right? Maybe the cups. I, that was the one you read earlier. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking of something else too. There was a um, quote of Crawley of like, "This is the the rheumatoid fighter who gets back in the ring after many years. Mm. Thinks they can still do it. You could land a punch or two. Yeah, you, there is that chance. But you owe Jason now. <laughs> but there's getting caught up in the not adapting. I think a lot of this is not adapting. Definitely. It's kind of taking an easy way out almost. Yeah. Whereas, like, we could probably negotiate with these people that we're fighting with. Instead of crossing sticks, why don't we talk? And instead of, like, I'm just going to take this magical cup filled with serpent. (laughs) That'll fix my problems. Uh, But really, there's got to be something else. Um, I'll just steal these swords. I've tasted success, and that's what it means to be. That's all there is. No, no. Definitely. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, but then you're kind of drunk on this success, and now we're... Lost in it. We're lost in it. Yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. I, okay. Yeah, there's definitely that just getting lost in your mind kind of deal. And getting lost in all that there is. That's fucking deep. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so to talk a little bit more about other seven related cards... Um, the seventh card of the Major Arcana is the Chariot. No, it is not. What? Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Wait, isn't it? It's the Lovers. I'm an idiot. Oh my god. Why did I write the Lovers last time? Are you serious? I... Okay. I'll believe you. Uh, well, let's double check. I am officially... I have no idea what's going on in my world right now. I can't... I'm afraid to touch the computer because I'm... Code, it's coded with shame. Uh, well, I'm also my VD because it starts at zero, dear listeners. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. What is the seven of Major Arcana? I can't. Zero, tr- one, two, I can't trust three, this website four, anymore. Six. Uh, the chair would be the seven. Sure. Well, okay. number seven. Six is the lovers because I. Forgot about zero. Oh my goodness. I am so relieved right now. Thank you. So, Chariot or Lovers. We're going to edit it. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> I was thinking of the Lovers in a different way. Zines. But anyway, continue. Sorry. So, um, it's all good. <laughs> don't worry. You don't sound nearly as crazy as I do all the time. But yeah, Chariot, I see, even though Chariot is like swift moving progress and moving forward and getting on with things, um, I think... That's an ideal of what we should be doing when we're faced with sevens. And I think that's kind of interesting. Kind of a little juxtaposition there. It's like only looking at the white lion or the black lion. As opposed to realizing both are there. Both are needed. Yeah. But being in control of that. Right. It's it's riding a chariot with one rein. With, I guess, if reins were separate... Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the chariot has a giant loop over it, and the the charioteer, or you know, charioteer, charioteer, just very calm and placid. Yeah, I don't, none of these people really seem that placid. Well, the chariot is also associated with what zodiacal sign? Oh boy! I must redeem myself. Shot in the dark. 
Pisces. Cancer. So, these are the various stages of cancer, dear listener. The sevens. No. <laughs> True. Another seven. Card number 17, which is our one of our favorite cards because we love it when it comes in multiples of five. <laughs> It's the star. It is the star. I know. It's the star. Know. Okay. I'm just, oh my gosh. Ah, I got thrown for a loop. I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna try and talk about the lovers with all of this too, because I thought it was the seven. Because I can't count. Oh, um, I'm not really good at math either. Yeah. But the star has that that inspiration yeah. kind of aspect to it, and while. Whereas in the major arcana, we have the stars and the the bodies of heaven above us to inspire us. We don't really have such a bright inspiration here. We have failure, futility, debauch, and valor. And they are things to learn from. Well, it's also getting caught up in what the illusion of the heavens mean to the individual. Mm. And just like, if I just do this, then everything will be okay. Did you really think about it? Did you really move forward with it? Yeah. If you don't put in the work and you don't really do it, then... Well, it's also looking at the light of a dying star. Like, oh, oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> it is, in, in that sense, it is a, yeah. a grand illusion. Um, so, yeah, those are just um, two major arcana cards that have the number seven in them. No, I like that. I like that. The chariot, I think, is a very good uh, balance with that. I didn't really think about that before. I mean, I don't know if... We haven't looked at it uh, as sephirothically. <laughs> Kabbalistically, sorry. We haven't looked at it uh, as in a Kabbalistic way as much, at least with Major Arcana, because I don't think those two are connected to Netzach or anything like that. Uh, no. I didn't write that down. They are not. Uh, the star, no. Well, from what point? Like, where are we coming from? Either way. Okay. <laughs> just any of the bars. Mm. Um, so it's it's more of just a numerical thing. No, it's cool. I'm sorry about that fucking lovers. Um, but... Uh, it's and and you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. You could get caught up in the detail and the minutiae of did. making it. I did. There's a bunch of cards. It's like seventy eight cards. Well, I also got caught up in the fact that we begin with one instead of nothing. So <laughs> that was deep. Thank you. Um, yeah. Also, but, Zion is the sword. Anyway, you got a lot of. Things I went uh, over analyzed is what I did. You got a lot going on, and you know what? Don't don't be afraid. Don't be caught up. You're good. Thank you. You are large Jobu. Speaking of which, getting caught up. Get caught up with our fucking podcast and send us some emails and <laughs> let us know what we've done wrong. Yes, please. We, I'm not going to say we're checking every day, because we are. <laughs> I have an alarm on my phone. It will let me know if I get an email. Really? Well, it's Gmail just does uh, it, so yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, we don't really check emails because no one sends any. We tried the begging route. We tried the the friendly route. Now it's time for the pity route. Okay. Please send us an email. It'd be nice. We don't get any anymore. And if you'd like to... Even the blacksmith stopped sending emails. You could send us an email at our email address, which is... The letter S, the letter M. Podcast. The letter S, the letter M. At... Gmail. Dot. Com. Yes, indeed. But you, we don't need to be that sad. Nah, it's true. Um, you can also question. check out our website, which is... www.sorcerermagician.wordpress.com Indeed. We're also available on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, please check us out there. And I don't know, the the waters of Twatterton have dried up. But yeah, <laughs> someday. We haven't posted on Facebook for a while. I mean, honestly, by the time you listen to this, it's the Olympics will be finished. It's Yeah. It's pretty bad. But I tell you what, as of right now, we have been releasing a lot of podcasts. We are putting a lot of effort into it. True, um, true. There we, are the we, two of us, and the two of us minus the seven is... Five. Which are the stars that five? live. Yeah, the stars that live, and they live on the internet. Within you. And So please share them. Give them. So with that being said, dear listener, the minutia of is a podcast good or bad? You just click five stars and you don't look back. You balance it. That's right. You illuminate. That's right. If you put four or three or two or one, it's not enough. There's no balance there. Seven is too much. Six is too perfect. Five. Three. Right out. Right amount. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I guess on that note. <gasps> Wah, 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 wah,
Super tangy. Straight rhubarb in it. Right? right. Couldn't eat the leaves though because I was told they were poisonous. But I got close. I got close. Cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah! For what? For what? And arsenic. Ooh, best of those worlds. Bang, 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 bang,